1: The unsurpassed, profound, and wondrous Dharma is rarely met with, even in a hundred thousand million kalpas. Now I can see and hear it, accept and maintain it, May I unfold the meaning of
2: the Tathagata's
0: truth.
2: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. evening. So last Monday evening I spoke about a Dharma Hall discourse from Dogen's extensive record about courage and facing fear. I want to talk about two of them tonight about zazen and about vow, which we just chanted, Dogen's chant for arousing a vow. So I'll uh, I'll read through them, which in turn, and then talk about them. These are both from 1251, the next to the last year of Dogen's teaching. Uh, And Dogen, of course, it was the... um, Teacher, the, the Japanese monk who went to China and brought back the Soto lineage to Japan and founded what we now call Soto Zen, that we practice here. So, in this first one about Zazen, his uh, Dogen says, what is called Zazen is to, is, is to sit, cutting through the smoke and clouds without seeing merit. Just become unified, never searching, never reaching the end. In dropping off body and mind, what are the body and limbs? How can it be transmitted from within the bones and marrow? Already such, how can we penetrate it? Snatching Gotama's hands and legs, one punch knocks over empty space. Karmic consciousness is boundless and without roots. The grasses sprout up and bring forth the wind of the Buddha's Buddha way. So this is a, a brief description of our zazen practice. He says, "What is called zazen, the sitting meditation, is to sit cutting through." The smoke and clouds without seeking merit. So our practice is just to sit and we cut, and we cut through, which is to say we see and let go of all of the smoke and clouds of our body and mind, of the world around us, of thoughts and feelings that come up. It says we cut through that without seeking merit. So this is not about getting something. This is not about uh, getting some reward. We just do it. We just sit and cut through all of the smoke and clouds, which is not to say that we try and exterminate them because they appear endlessly, but we just cut through. We don't get caught, which requires uh, some regular sitting over a long period of time. Then Dogen says, just become unified, never reaching the end. So to sit upright, we find the unity, the wholeness of our life. Just sit. Just become unified. Find the unity of all of the thoughts and feelings and pain and difficulties of this life without uh, without end, never reaching the end. This is an endless practice. In dropping off body and mind, which is Dogen's phrase for zazen and for complete awakening, just let go of body and mind, doesn't mean, Arm, body, or mind, just let go, drop off. Then he says, What are the body and limbs? How can it be transmitted? From within the bones and marrow. So what are the body and limbs? What is this physical practice? So we're now sitting here together at Ebenezer, and the people in Zoom can partake of this. But this is a physical practice. This is a somatic practice. What are the body and limbs, he says. dropping off body and mind. How is this body? How are, are appendages? And then how can it be transmitted from within? From within the bones and marrow, from the guts. Already such, how can we penetrate it? So already, our life is just this. a body, our mind is just this, just what it is. And yet, how do we dig into it? How do we appreciate this suchness? Then he says, snatching Gautama, Buddha's hands and legs, one punch knocks over empty space. So as we see and feel the Buddha, and I see what well, it just comes through empty space, which is to say you become totally unified with empty space, with moments, with everything. Everything is right. Now, here on your seat, karma consciousness is boundless, without roots. The grasses sprout and bring forth the wind of the Buddha way. So, when we do this zazen practice, we are planting something. as we settle into being present being unified or recognizing how we are unified in this body-mind we're planting seeds and something sprouts and manifests in our life so again this is this gets to the heart of This Azan practice that Dogen uh, gave us, transmitted to us, and of course many other ancestors since in Japan and before in China and India. So again, just sit, cutting through smoke and clouds, not seeking merit. We don't need to get anything from this. It's just, this is. Life, just become unified, never reaching the end. So, this is something that we do with our body and limbs as we let go of body and mind. The second Dharma Hall discourse that I will speak of is kind of what the process is then when we. Are fully unified in
0: Zazan. The family style of all Buddhism's ancestors is to
2: first arouse the Thou to save all living beings by removing suffering and providing joy. So, in the chant we did, Ehekosa Hotsuganmon, this is a Dogen, another description by Dogen of so what is the process of finding deep faith, arousing joy, commitment, vow, arousing the vow, finding the determination to make our life meaningful, to commit to just being present in this unified life. But then that means to remove suffering from all living beings and provide joy.
0: This practice can look kind of grim, but actually
2: we can only do it if we are willing to enjoy our lives in the world and our engagement with all of the difficulties of the world. Dogen continues, only this family style is inexhaustibly bright and clear. In the lofty mountains, we see the moon for a long time. As the clouds clear, we first recognize the sky. Cast loose down the precipice, the moonlight shares itself within the 10,000 forms. So we might see this as literally going up to the mountains as Dogen did when he moved to the north past the capital of Kyoto and set up his monastery deep in the mountains, but this is also about our sitting practice. Whether over a day or over one period, in the lofty mountains,
0: we see the moon for a long time. Even if it's only 30 minutes, And we keep coming back to it.
2: This is this is like the mountains. And the moon is right here. And the moon is of course this this image, traditional image in in Zen for exactly for becoming unified, never reaching the end. So we need to keep coming back to this practice of sitting up all again, and again, and again, never reaching the end. And when we do that, we see the moon. We see, we feel, we sense something complete, something whole. So when they talk about the moon, they're talking about the, the full moon. Of course, the present moon has its virtues as well, but anyway. We see the moon for a long time. And then he says, as clouds clear, we first recognize the sky. So uh, the first one says cutting through the smoke and clouds, but we can also just let them clear and we see the we openness you could say the emptiness or the spaciousness of reality of our life and the life of our world, including all of the suffering, including all of the difficulties. And yet there's something open and clear behind the clouds, not separate from the clouds. Then though it says, cast loose down the precipice The moonlight in the the streams flowing down from the mountain top, the moonlight shares itself within the 10,000 forms. This is our practice, to take care of all the myriad things, to share it, to share our sense of openness, to share our sense of awareness, to share this possibility of becoming unified to share this process of penetrating the suchness that is already here. As the clouds clear, we we first recognize the wide open sky, cast loose down the precipices. The moonlight shares itself within the 10,000 forms. And then Dogen says, even when climbing up the bird's path, Taking good care of yourself is spiritual practice. So this bird's path is uh, in a way the heart of this arousing of vow of commitment of what we chanted about. The bird's path is an image that well it goes back I think to some of the Perfection of wisdom sutras but Dongshan, the founder of Sao Dong Shoto Zen in China in the 800s, just as Dōgen brought it to Japan, and Suzuki Roshi brought it here, Dongshan talks about the bird's path. So each of us on our own seat is climbing up the bird's path. Each of us is on the path, on the way, in the process. At this image of the bird's path, you now we see birds flying by. Gershon is with us on the Zoom and recently she's, she took people to, to, to a bird watch and they saw bald eagles and many other birds. So Gershon is on the bird's path in another way, but all of us, we're flying in this bird's path in our process, in our, in our practice. And the thing about the bird's path is we don't see it. We can see the bird flying, but we don't know. The birds, somehow the birds know when they migrate, where they're going, it's remarkable. But for us, when we see the bird's path, it's not like an airplane when you see a trail of of, of, uh, exhaust in the sky. It's just wide and open. We don't know where we go. We take this vow to remove suffering and provide joy for all beings. We don't know how it works. We don't see, all, we can't see the steps on our path. Things happen in our life and we, we change jobs or move to a new house or whatever. Travel to see old friends, whatever. Uh, many things happen. As we become unified, never reaching the end. So the Spirit's Path is a good image for this because, you know, there's some human tendency to want to know how this all works. If I sit, you know, if I sit Sazen tonight, or if I come to uh, an all-day or half-day sitting or, you know, over some time, where will I get to? Where's the path go? What's it all about? And yet the bird's path is, we can enjoy the birds, but we don't see, we can't see the range of their path. We don't see how that that works exactly. We just know that the birds are flying free through space, through the clouds, through the open sky. So, Maybe I'll just read these again and um, and then have some discussion or questions. So the first one is about Zazen and how Zazen sprouts up. How Zazen is a seed that keeps going. He says, what is called Zazen is to cut through the smoke and clouds without seeking merit. Of course, merit shows up sometimes. You know, good things happen. benefit happens, but it's not about seeking merit, it's about just flying on our path, our unknown path. Just become unified, Dogen says, never reaching the end. Just feel the oneness, the wholeness, the unity of all things. All the different problems of the world are all together, interconnected, totally interconnected, with no end. And Dogen says, dropping off body and mind, letting go of our sensations and thoughts and letting go, just letting go, radical letting go. And he says, what are the body and limbs? How do we actually do that? How do we appreciate it in our bodies? So sitting together in this room, We feel all these bodies around us and we feel our body. Of course, sitting at home in your Zoom space, that can happen too, but it's, it's nice to sit together with others. Already such, how can we penetrate it? How can we really fully engage in just this suchness? Snatching Gotama's hands and legs, one punch knocks out empty space. So this is, maybe this is some of Dogen's uh, kind of um, extreme, Stephen Hine was here yesterday talking about extreme masters, but knocking over empty space sounds like some powerful activity, but it's also just, here we are, Chronic consciousness is boundless, without roots. The goes here and The grasses sprout up and bring forth the wind of the Buddha's will. style, family style of Buddha. So as our Zazen, practice to together sprouts, as the seeds of start to open up and sprout, and even flower sometimes, Buddha's ways here. And then, he, and then to talk about this in terms of vow, so I'll just read through this, and I really want to hear your comments and questions and responses. He says the family style of all Buddhism and ancestors is first to arouse the vow to save all living beings by removing suffering and providing joy. How do we remember the brave suffering people of Ukraine? How do we extend our good wishes to them? How do we provide joy for ourselves? How do we, you know, there's a Baptist Thich Han talked about about smiling a little bit in also. And we can't see the smiles behind the masks, but they might be there. Only this family style, token says, is inexhaustibly bright and clear in the lofty mountains we see the moon, we see homeless, the enemy for a long time. We have to keep coming back to it. As clouds clear, we first start to recognize the sky, the openness. Cast loose down the precipice, this moonlight shares itself within the ten thousand forms. This is the point of our practice. How do we share this? It's not about proselytizing and trying to get everybody to come to Sitzazin with us. It's just How do you in your body and mind, how does each of us express, share ourselves in all the, in all the myriad things. And then again, even when climbing up the bird's path, taking good care of yourself is spiritual power. So on the bird's path, and we don't know where we're going. We don't know what life and death will bring us. We can't pin it down. We take good care of ourselves and each other. So it's important to take care of yourself, to enjoy this process. Dogen says elsewhere, just experience the vital process on the path of going beyond Buddha. This is a vital process. This process of jazen and vow, they go together. Some vow, some commitment, some determination brought you to do this strange practice of just sitting upright and allowing yourself to follow. So, that's a little bit of what Dogen says. Um, I'm interested in questions, comments, responses. We have a little bit of time. Any reflections or responses? Or anybody on Zoom might be like following. Has anybody felt fuzz and sprouting around them?
0: Okay. it Um, I was kind of struck by karmic consciousness boundless without roots. And I wonder if that's the transformation of karmic consciousness in Zazen or what's up with that? If you could maybe help me understand that. Yeah. um,
2: We can't pin down uh, the process of cause and effect. The karma of our consciousness and our bodies and our life, it's boundless. And, you know, part of, when he says without roots, that's pretty provocative because yeah. the, the point of karma is this cause and effect. So everything that happens has innumerable causes and conditions. And everything we do will have innumerable effects, each one of us.
0: Look in the Eikoso We melt away the root of transgression, and so there's some sense that there's a root classically to form consciousness.
2: Exactly. So, he, but here Dogen yeah. Dogen says that actually, where is it? Yeah. After after talking about about punching through empty space, karmic consciousness. He says karmic consciousness is boundless. We are interconnected in so many ways with everything. And so uh, there are roots and there are no roots. It's openness. It's everything that ever was and will be on this planet and every other planet. This is the this is the realm. This is the space he's talking about. So there are roots, but we don't have to be caught by the roots exactly. We in the, and part of that is to to, to study karma consciousness. So he also says in Genjo Koan, to study the way is to study the self. So we see our our habit patterns. We see our patterns of getting angry, our patterns of greed, our patterns patterns of confusion. And the more we do that, this is the real work of Zazen. Is to see is and this is how karma consciousness is boundless without roots. We actually look at the roots of our yeah. habit patterns, how we react to various thoughts and feelings and, and events. And when we, when we punch through the empty state to empty space, uh, we don't need to be caught by them. We can see them. Some, sometimes, some things, some habits, some habit patterns go away. Some never go away. And yet, we don't need to, we, we don't need to react. We can respond to them. We don't need to, make trouble or cause We just see. Now this is a process, a vital process. This is an endless process, for many lifetimes that you can say. Anyway, I think this is the realm he's talking about. Just a little addendum. So I
0: thought of that punching through empty space, like reaching back from a pillow at night. <laughs> yes,
2: or maybe Buddha reaching up to the stars. Like
0: mm-hmm.
2: Buddha's birthday. Yeah, like something. Other comments or questions? This, you know, I mean, Dogen is speaking from this deeply experienced and, and awakened place. Uh, a great genius of awakening. David Weiner, did you
0: have a comment? Yeah. Issue Thank you. Um, you know, I was I was struck by the image of the moon sharing itself with everything below it, and I was thinking about the people who have shared themselves with me and the ways that that has impacted my life. And I think about, you know, the ways in which I share myself with others and, um, and the ways in which that impacts people. It impacts people in different ways. And of course, um, you know, we don't treat each person the same. And yet there's some, you know, something that is shared. That's, that's something that shares that's always the same. And it's maybe it's just the spirit of sharing.
2: Yeah, that image of the moonlight flowing down the precipice. It's like the reflection of the moon in the streams as they flow down the mountain. But it's an, its just, it's a metaphor for uh, how Zazan sprouts, how Zazan expresses itself in our lives, in the world. And yet, you know, he talks he talks here about the bird's path. It's kind of mysterious. We don't, you know, you can remember you can think of people who have inspired you and shared something, either, and sometimes sometimes not intentional, sometimes just by who they are. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a lot of words. Just seeing somebody relax completely, <laughs> for example, or uh, seeing somebody helping somebody else, or just being fully present in some way or some random act of kindness, as they say, or some expression of joy that uh, inspired us. All of this is the activity on the bird's path. It's our process, but it's, we can't pin it down. The comments or responses. Jerry has her hand
3: up. Hi Jerry. Hi. I, I was I was struck by that idea of joy and to sit and it. be in the Jerry, hold on one sec. We're having tech difficulties. Technical difficulties.
2: Uh it
0: Jerry, can you try saying something? Hello? No. Oh, no. -hmm. We can hear her in Zoom land, just so you know. Alex, can you say something? um, And just so we can see if it's maybe Jerry's computer. No, it's us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, we we can all hear each other here in Zoom Land. Is your speaker turned on on the laptop? Yeah. Okay. Let's turn on on the other one.
3: Jerry, can you try it again? You want me to try talking again? Yeah. I've heard that. Yep. Thank you.
2: Thank you for your patience, everyone.
3: Thank you. Um, I was thinking about the idea of joy. And sitting as you know when we when we sit and are in the moment that's in a way falling in love with life again to be when we get out of the moment it's a rejection of life it's like okay i don't want to I, I don't want to be in my life i want to be someplace else and that uh, to learn to sit in the moment is to learn to fall in love with life again and to fall in love with what's right, really, truly there for you. Whether you like what's there or not is not the point. The point is, whatever it is, is absolutely lovely. And to be there, I never thought I would say this because I've, I spent years sitting thinking it was hard And not that it's easy, but it does bring a tremendous amount of joy, which is sort of the surprise in the package to me, I guess, is what I would say.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Yes, Uh, joy is just to fall in love with being here, yeah, being who we are together in this world. And you know, but just to take it back to, um, Dogen talks about uh, knocking over empty space. <laughs> That's what I thought of when you were talking. It's like whatever emptiness or lack we feel, space is very wide, and when we can, when we can just be with it, yeah, to fall in yeah. love with. Life itself, yes. Thank you, Gene. Yeah. Wonderful way of saying it. David? Yeah. um, I'm thinking of. roots that you mentioned a little bit louder I think, I think I'm thinking of roots yes. and how we mentioned roots and how they tangle and they, they grasp and uh, and I see it in the work that I do at the hospital as people are grasping for something and instead of as Jerry said,
0: enjoying a moment. And it's, it's, it's hard sometimes.
2: Um, yes, especially when, you, when you're a family member and you're seeing a loved one die and you're with them in a the room and you're grasping for that moment, those roots and
0: how it is to be present. I just
2: think of how it is for some people if they can just be present with the love that they have for their, their loved one and be with that and, and not be rooted in something else, clinging to something else, not willing to let go That's the image that's coming through for me tonight and trying to find that. Well that's what that balance. T- yeah. He talks about removing suffering and providing joy. And he talks about this in terms of openness, spaciousness. And yeah, you your, your chaplain work, David, is you know, gets at the core of this Sunil, so are you also doing chaplain work now? I am yeah so we have a number of chaplains in our sangha and this is the core of right in the middle of suffering right in the middle of loss right in the middle of illness right in right in the middle of uh, losing loved ones how do we share something it's not about happy face joy it's about seeing the openness and wholeness of all of our lives yes in, on, on some level, there's in the bound in the spaciousness. There's no roots, but practically speaking, there's as you were saying, David. These tangled, twining roots were all so deeply connected. Everyone, and when we see that, uh, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no method. There's no the bird's path means that there's not one particular process or instruction manual it's just open but how do we uh, be present in the middle of suffering and share this possibility of all this that's our challenge and easier said than done of course but thank you for doing the work for all of us I, I think of it because I remember when my mother died and I was with her and how it was a very liberating thing for me. And in part because I had guidance from my cousin Stuart, who is Mambo, uh, who is in California, and helping me, guide me through the process. And it was a very open process. And then I see people who I write about, you know, for, for my work and how it's just the opposite. It's so much hanging on and not being able to be present in that moment, not being able to share that love and let go. So dropping body and mind, letting go, yeah. letting go, letting go allows openness and love. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, this is our challenge. And this is the heart of our practice. This is this is uh, dealing with suchness, the deep reality of our lives. And uh, there's no one route to it. We're all on the bird's path. So, uh, good luck, everyone. Please take care of yourself. As Dogen ends by saying. Uh, climbing up the birth path, taking good care of yourself is spiritual power. So we each find our power by taking care of ourselves in the middle of this process. And we have to stop for tonight. But thank you all very much for listening and for sitting together. People on Zoom and people here in the room. So can we have a closing chant? Can we do the four rounds? The four minutes?
1: Beings are numberless, I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless I vow to enter them Buddha's way is unsurpassable I vow to realize it Beings are numberless I vow to free them Delusions are inexhaustible I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to realize it. Beings are numberless. I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to realize
0: it.